is 18.45 p.m. P.S.T. Tuesday, April 24 slash 20. That's right, listener. That's right. That's right, listeners. It is the return of the E.T. Imagine a boxer. Imagine a fighter coming out of the tunnel, coming through the curtains with his cape on. The crowd roars. That's the kind of entrance I'm looking for on today's show. Happy 420, listeners. That's right. It is World Weed Day, as they say. Or at least I imagine they say that. Many people probably say that. Even if it's not the official name for for the 4th of April. You know, I'm not sure the official name would be for that if there's a, uh, you know what the bureaucracy would, you know, would call it. But uh, we started the day in, in such a fashion, celebrating without knowing it, because your boy woke up, um, your boy woke up, and once again, didn't feel like, uh, some, I just, recently I just get in these funks. Perfectly okay. Perfectly okay, but I just feel a little loss of, Lack of juice. I smoke a little bit of weed in the morning. The juice, I mean, the juices just flow. I don't know how else to put it, but the juices just flow. And I take a couple of hits. I feel like a different guy. <laughs> Can weed be a problem for people? I mean, it's the opposite of a problem for me. But is it becoming a crux? I'm not sure. What other, what better? I'm not sure, actually. Is, is there a better day? To debate this, or should we use the day of weed to discuss our current relationship with it? Yeah, no, I think that can wait because right now we're just riding the wave again, and uh, we we began the ride about nine o'clock this morning. Had a good day working, and uh, I get a text from Malaysian Sean this afternoon saying happy four twenty. I said, wow, didn't even realise, but. I was probably going to smoke tonight, but now I'm definitely going to smoke tonight. And uh, and that is where I find myself. I smoked a decent amount of this weed. I was finishing off the joint. And I, I got to a point where I thought, eh, that's probably enough for another time. And then I thought, eh, let's just, I'll just finish it off now. So, um, high, you know, when I take, when I smoke a little weed in the morning, I just have a puff, you know, a couple of puffs, maybe even just a puff. Um, but I've just had maybe, I don't know what the measurement of a puff is, you know, but I think I've just had about six, seven, maybe even eight, maybe, maybe eight. So, um, it's going to be a good show. It's going to be a good show. If if there was any doubt before, then rest assured, it's going to be a good show. And we do welcome all of our listeners from the present day and indeed the future. You know, yet again... Oh, we got a message coming in hot from Ty Girl. She is, you know, Ty Girl, spoiler alert, she's she's getting more used to texting me again. Let's just say that. She's uh, the calling up period, should we call it, since we first started texting. She, she's getting warmer and, you know, she started off pretty, pretty tepid, um, tepid at best. Was was Ty Girl on the text at the beginning of our, 
you know, renaissance of our relationship. Um, but now it's starting to warm up, you know, soon I'm going to have to take my fingers out of the water because uh, she's warming up, she's warming up real good. Um, what does that mean for E.T.? Well, right now it just means she's warming up so that when I do have a van or, a, you know, the mobile dumping palace or the opportunity to have sex with her without, you know, in a house, the best I can do is just get her to boiling point so that when when that time arises, I can throw her straight onto the plate, you know. Um, you know, I guess I would like to have it be a bit more of a gradual warming because I don't want get too hot too soon so I'm just like oh you know I can't keep boiling this it's all going to evaporate soon um but she's just sent me an image I'm not sure what it is um I guess I see I could open it live on air but then she's going to see that I've opened it and then I'm going to be thinking oh she's probably waiting for my replies you can see I'm online you know that's that's how the mind works that's how my mind works and that's the beauty of this show you're just here in stream of consciousness uh, which we go on, we bang out, we bang on about the word, you know, the stream of consciousness, you know, attributes of our show. I mean, not attributes, because the whole thing is a stream of consciousness. And we, we do harp on about it, some would say. Um, but that's what it is. And if, you know, this is some, one day people will call this, you know, we'll call this search party, the records of the search party. People will call this one of the great um, essays, if you like, one of the great chronicles of the early 2020s, you know, late 2010s, early 2020s life, you know, in the historians in a thousand years' time, if we're still here, which we probably won't be, they'll look back and say, this is, you know, it will be found under the mud someday, the archives of this. Actually, no, it won't, because it's just it'll just be on their computers. <laughs> it'll just still be. A, they'll have a better version. It won't be going back into like a book under the ground. It'll be uh, this stuff will be on the hard drive or the version of the hard drive in the future. Um, and they'll say this is the purest content we've got of how two young lads, one American, one English, um, how these two guys you know, as intricate details of their life, which we just can't find any other record of such a, a well-recorded, brutally honest um, portrayal of their lives, you know. If if we were to be interviewed, if we were to be interviewed every week of our lives, how are you feeling, What your, what's on your mind, you know, some kind of, if they were trying to read our biography in that way, it just wouldn't be as honest as it is live on there because this is us not talking to, you know, somebody recording per se, but this is us spilling our minds and our day-to-day lives and thoughts on that live on air. Find that anywhere else? I dare you. You're not going to find it. You're really not. Um, Something we've been thinking about today is, you know, it's one thing knowing we're world famous now knowing of our quality what I'm trying to say is it's one thing the way that we talk about this show every show patting ourselves on the back for it you know um, but there is some there is some jest in there um, but there is also 
what's becoming more apparent to me, and I think to you too, is that these aren't just these aren't just amazing to us because we're you know we are so attuned to each other's lives that we can receive good advice and funny advice and not funny advice per se, but you know we offer a lot personally to each other, and is that why we find it so satisfying? Satisfying to an extent, to an extent, but I think objectively. Because this often my my thought is yeah this is amazing to us you know we we laugh we find each other so funny and this and that we get along so well that's why it's enjoyable. I think it goes beyond that though because to to the average person, you know, plenty of people are not going to find this interesting at all for sure. But I think the more I listen to our show, or I'm only listening to I'm only listening to your shows. Um, I have a decent memory of the things that I've said, but I'm a listener. I'm a listener of the show, and if I take out my relationships to the host, my relationship to the host and his co-host, I think the content, if it's not funny, it's interesting. Um, you know, there's, there's 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 lines of humor throughout each show, but that's not all it is. You know. We offer, and of course there are more intelligent people out there in every subject that we discuss, but we're curious, you know, we're curious and, and what you're listening to is is us trying to figure our way through life, you know. Um, you know, people try and write stories, they fabricate stories and they sell well because people, people love a story. That's part of being human, of course, but, um, you know, so you can write fiction like that or, you know, sometimes you'll see a movie portrayal of somebody's life or there'll be a, a documentary. But this is the other side of it because this is, you know, I don't think anybody else, and you could say, or if, if our tagline or, you know, elevated pitch for the show is we, I don't know what it would be, we do we have a dear dark, we, we podcast to each other in monologue form, commenting on each other's lives and our lives. It's like a it's like a dear diary, you know. It's a a broadcasted it's a broadcasted journal, you know. It's like because we're journaling, right? Um, but it's uh, absolutely unfiltered and maybe unfiltered is is thrown around too much these days you know it's just me in the raw you know this is my life this is my real life it's, but it's not whereas with us and because if anybody knows about the any if more than one person knows about you um having a public radio show like this for example then you, yeah there's going to be people that you know, we could pick friends or family members that we could know that they're listening to the show and like, I mean, it's typically it's going to be easy not to like talk shit, you know, it's not really about that we're talking shit about people and we, oh, if he's listening, I can't say anything bad about him or, you know, it's it's more, I, I just think having the understanding that people are listening to what you're saying that you know, and you know, friends or not, 
I think it would be almost impossible not to edit numerous things in the broadcast if you know if you're doing the same thing as us um the only way it can be completely honest and pure i think is if nobody we know literally ever finds out which i think could potentially get very difficult if if we get successful but I think that's what makes us completely unique, is especially if we brand it with SFG and the search and like we're clever about it and we make it more engaging, inviting and, you know, there's, you know, people are going to listen and think, is this for real? Are they, are they, are they full of shit? Like, are they joking or not? I just don't know. Um, and, you know, this podcast is not going to be for everybody. But for those people that that it is for, whether it's you know point four percent of the population, that's a fucking big niche. You know, as Kevin Kelly says, you need a hundred true fans to make a living. Well, it's like that's not necessarily what he was saying. But if you're a business, a musician, um, you know, somebody like us, if you've got a hundred people that each year will be willing to buy whatever you make. You know, whether that's a CD or a new book um, or a product, you only need a hundred. And if you can make a hundred bucks per year off those people, it's a hundred thousand a year. You know, of course, and, and the more, you know, something's worth. Actually, I've confused myself a little bit there, but it's quite a simple principle, really. You know, these days to be, to earn a good living, um, You can, there's so many ways to, like back in the days, famous people, um, they were only, you know, in fact they were famous, everybody knew who they were, but there were only a few of them, right? And these days, there are so many famous people in so many different niches, because the internet lets it connects everybody, of course. It just connects everybody. So anybody can be found. Um, so what I'm saying is we could call SFG a complete success, you know, because we need money to run the search party, right? Um, but let's say we could get, because we're not talking about, you know, if we could make 50K a year from SFG, and, and con- that could SFG could sustain us, you know, we're not asking to to stay in the Ritz or to live luxuriously, but to keep to keep the the search party going. You know, for living expenses because we you know need temporary accommodation on the search. You know, it's a it's a nomadic like search of constant motion, and uh, we need digs. Um, like us, you know, like Nordmancito said, we'd be happy to stay in even a one bedroom and with a couch. You know, we we're we're not looking to. Uh, live the high life while on the search party. But uh, if we could make, you know, say 50, 50K a year, or if the search party charity box could could ring in, you know, 50K, that'd be enough to sustain the search and really improve the search, you know? Think of the technology we could utilize in the future. So... I forgot what my point was. 
I think oh, he's just talking about how how special, how unique, genuinely unique SFG is, and can continue to be more so. Even you know, I, I could I need to work on our Instagram and some of our branding and and stickers. Yes, I mean, it's not really going. I mean, I'm not even looking at my show notes, and I'm being 16 minutes onto the onto the broadie. Um, I haven't even glanced at my show notes. This is all free balling. Um, can you believe he's free balling in this whole thing? Like, <laughs> of course, we're not uh, tooting our horn that much by any means. Um, oh, where was I? This is the thing. You smoke weed, you, you can get into some different thought patterns and some... some uh, some wormholes, but uh, you also get some just complete mind blanks. Complete mind blanks. Um, fuck, I think I'm just going to have to pull up my show notes. I've had a complete mind blank. So we've got, yeah, we've got extensive show notes for today's show. Um, although I need to pause you and pause our listeners for a short segment from our sponsor. Um, because I need to drink a smoothie quickly. And I'll tell you why after the break. So please, please, please stay bloody tuned. And stay tuned. You did. And we thank you for that so much. We really do from the bottom of our broadcasting hearts. We thank you. Welcome back to the show. We've had the smoothie... You know, not much time has passed since 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 that segment, of course. You know, what was that, a few six seconds? Um, we've had a smoothie in that time. Like I said on another show for our, uh, for our regular listeners, I mentioned the other day a whey protein shake by the name of Bulk. And remember, it's not a bulking whey. It's not, it's not a get hard-gaining whey for bulking. It's not full of calories. No, this is just, you know, 100 calories whey isolate. 100 calories, 25 grams of protein. But it's called Bulk. The brand is called Bulk. All of their products are branded Bulk. Um, sorry, I hear a female laughing outside, trying to discern if the female is related to me. No, I don't believe so. Um... But this stuff, it's so tasty. It really is like a chocolate milkshake flavor in the, in the truest sense. You know, often whey protein um, powders, they just kind of taste like shit, but with a chocolate-flavored shit. This one really is very Moorish. Um, definitely not a chore drinking it, especially when you add two tablespoons of peanut butter in there. And use an oat milk, a couple ice cubes, some creatine for good measure. You know, of course, the creatine has no flavor, so it shouldn't really be included on in my list of flavors. But sometimes half a banana. Um, of course, there are more ingredients to add and make it even better. I'm well aware of that, but I'm just telling you what I just had. And it's fucking good. And it's part of a new regime, and you might be thinking, 
ET, ET, didn't you just start the slow carb diet like, you know, a month ago? And yeah, the answer would be yes, I did. And I'm still somewhat, I mean, I'm still pretty much adhering to that. But as of today, we are now intermittent fasting as well. And you might be thinking, well, two, I mean, one's fasting, one's no carbs, slow carb, you know, like you're going, you're going down double on two pretty drastic diets. I'd say, no, not particularly. I mean, slow carb is, aside from I don't eat a lot of sugary, high fat foods anyway. I'm like, I'm not, not too often anyway, you know, so my diet's fairly healthy. But one thing it was very heavy, heavily reliant on was, car, you know, pasta. Uh, pasta, bread, mainly, and rice. I'd always have, I'd have big, a big portion of carbs every meal. You know, um, I mean, I used to eat so many bagels. We talked about bagels. I used to eat one a day. Nothing spikes your blood sugar like a bagel. Holy shit, that thing's a high glycemic bomb. Um, so cutting, or really minimizing, cutting out mainly... Um, those simple carbs from my diet and, and replacing them with beans um, it's quite a, it's already a decent that's a sizable change of diet actually now I think about it um, but it's it's gone pretty well I do have the odd you know cheat but not really actually pretty minimally um but now adding the intermittent fasting to that, and this would be the 12-8 fast. That's not true. This will be the 16-8, which is, you know, you could do the 12-12, which is where you eat for 12 hours and don't eat for 12, which is not that difficult, obviously. You wake up at 8 and just eat until 8 p.m. In fact, it's pretty average. Um, some people obviously eat into the evening, 9, maybe even 10, um, and some people, probably, those people, decent chunk of those are probably, you know, eating breakfast before seven, maybe. So some people's, some people have, you know, a 16 hour eating pattern. I'm sure, you know, of course we will have done that many a time throughout our lives, not just not regularly. Whereas there's a great deal of science to support the idea that when given a shorter window to eat in, you know, so for this instance, it would be eight hours, and then for the rest, you're fasting, and of course, a decent chunk of that, you're asleep, so you're not fasting for that much throughout the day, it's just you wait a while, either wait a while in the in the morning, um, you know, so for example, today, I started, I had my first, the first thing that I consumed was at 10 a.m., usually I consume something more like seven or eight, um, which was slight, a bit of a struggle, you know, definitely wanted something to eat, and and it, and then I'd stop eating at 6pm, and I kind of fucked that up, because I was outside smoking, watering the flowers, and I thought, fuck, it's 6.30, all of a sudden, I'm going, is it, I'm, I'm go, I need to eat, I need to eat ASAP, so I just ate a fish pie that my mum had previously prepared, I had the fish pie, you know, 45 minutes late, and it was just getting to 7, 8, 7 p.m. PST here. And I thought, oh, I need to, that's not me done. I need one more. I need that smoothie. So I'm trying to hit a certain goal of calories, which is less important when you only eat for eight hours as well. 
your body just metabolizes things a lot more efficiently by the looks of it during if you only eat for eight or nine hours your body um you know you can you can have uh, better better blood sugar levels or um less reaction what's it called L- like less blood sugar spikes Insul- like your insulin resistance improves i think that's it insulin resistance improves um lean muscle mass improves and you metabolize you know start breaking down fat a lot better so you can actually be a little more lenient on this diet like the importance of eating within an eight hour window is um that you know adhering to that gives you more flexibility on what you're eating because you when you do eat something you um you're more efficient you know so it's very quite you know very interesting and I thought I'll try that you know I'm already trying one thing I'm I'm trying to we're trying to figure we're just trying to figure life out aren't we you know and I know that you know one aspect of that in terms of fitness and health I know I could do better and uh, not many more important things than looking after your body so um, if I can find a way to be fitter and stronger more efficiently then that's what I'm trying to do I want to live the healthiest life possible basically and I enjoy experimenting to find out you know what works and what doesn't and it's something I enjoy more and more as the years go by um, so that's the diet that's the diet we're on now is it a diet I mean it's not really a diet it's um an eating more of an eating schedule change let me know for all of our listeners out there let me know if you've toyed with any intermittent fasting it's of course a phrase you hear a lot these days it's becoming pretty popular and seemingly for good reason and find out what happens with et and his intermittent fasting et and if on the coming ep- episodes and now we're going to start digging into the show notes with like i said they are extensive and many of them a record-breaking amount of them have time stamps on them. Just to go through a few now, we've got Bob Given Talent coming in. Actually, I mean, I'm... <laughs> no, we're not going to give you the show notes right now. We're going to get straight into them. We thought that was going to work, but it just didn't scratch that from the show. Um, no, but we are going to begin the show notes. But what I will say, and what I did say before I went off tracks was that we have a record-breaking amount of show notes. Far more than we've ever seen on a show note list before. Typically, if we remember to do it, it's like a couple, maybe two, maybe three, maybe just one. That's okay, you know. Um, but today, I would say yes, I think it was a high-quality show from our sister station. You know, I would put that in... Top 10 for sure, I would say, for my listening pleasure from that show. I think it might even be a top five. I just thought it was just riddled with great content, almost exclusively great content. And I'm even trying to be... Part of it is because I'm paying even more attention to each snippet of content these days. Because previously, I would just get lost in the content. and be like, oh, that's great. I really enjoyed listening to that. You know, I've written my show notes. But now... 
I'm really listening in an analytical way to each new line of topic or each, you know, you know, um, I'm looking at the smaller chunks of the show thinking, oh, almost looking objectively at it and saying, would people find that funny? And it pa- if it passes my test now, I put it down on a time, a time marker, you know, because there are definitely some things which, um, no, but I think that's how the way we've got to look at it. You know, we've got to look at it as like, because we need to hook people into the show. People aren't just going to sit down and say, oh, an hour and a half podcast by two random guys. I'll commit an hour and a half to that. You know, people need to be hooked in with little catchphrases. I mean, comedians, when they're on stage, they've they've written those jokes over months, weeks, months or years and they've refined it and refined it and refined it to, you know, an hour on stage where they've got a list of, you know, 15, 15 jokes. So, so when, and, you know, I've, I've watched plenty of, like, trailers for comedian shows and I know what comedians talk about and I love so much, so much of it. But there's plenty of comedians where I just don't think they're that good and I know that, you know, Norman Sito agrees. Um, and I'm not necessarily saying we're, we, we're born comedians. Normando might be. There's a good chance that he might be. Um, but just, just for me listening to you, I can't really comment on, you know, the stuff that I say. Like, I, I know that our sister station enjoys it. Do I think X amount of people would also enjoy it? I'm not sure. My sister station gives me confidence, but I know listening to Normancito EPM that if I didn't even know, if I didn't know him and I started listening to this guy, I could see myself tuning in. I could see myself tuning in because it's fucking funny and interesting and smart, curious. Um, You know, with each passing episode, now that I look at it more critically, I think... I think this is genuinely stands as a good chance of people really liking getting involved with and sharing. Like my dad wrote a porno, which is to me one of the most successful podcasts around, has been for years. It's got absolute fanboys and girls here and in the US and around the world, I'm sure. I've listened to a decent amount of it and I I it's obviously different from our show. And I did enjoy it to a, to a decent extent, but I can't. I don't see why we shouldn't have similar success, if not more, if not more, if we're smart. Because my dad wrote a porno. Um, it's. I think, I mean, I guess it's a real thing. Like, I I guess one of them did find that their dad was writing a porno. But I don't know if that's 100% 100 true. Is it all just fiction? You know, because they're basically reading this book that that one of their dads wrote, which is a a porno book. Um, Is that any more, any less real than our search for our grandfather? I think they're both as real as each other. You know, um, and we're not reading 
a piece of fiction. You know, we don't have a piece of fiction that we're just slowly reading to each other. We're just, we're just going off the spot. We're going off the spot and search just continues year on year. But it's, it's engaging because we need people to join the search party. I don't know what, did they need more people to hear the story of, you know, about this book somebody wrote? You don't need people to do that, you know. Um, we need people to enroll and join the movement. Ours, you know, searching for grandpa's a movement, if, if nothing else. Um, we can't do this alone. We really can't. So, you know, that social media to us is potentially a blessing because we need people to share the, you know, spread the gospel. Like, like our sister station said, we've got to spread the word here. And as, as purists, you know, we are purists at heart, but if ever a time that, if ever there's a time to be utilizing social media is is to help find our grandfather you know it's been it's been four or five years now and we know he's out there we keep getting clues and still we come you know we find ourselves short um people are you know i know people are asking et et you know you're searching for grandpa you haven't left the country you, you know went to venice i don't you didn't even mention him when you went to venice and and prior to that you know, you knew he wasn't in the U.S., yet you've, you know, the last time you even half bothered to look for grandfather was when you went to Mexico uh, two years ago, a year and a half ago. You know, you, you thought he might be in Mexico City, you went down there for a long weekend. While you are there, you did that bloody lighting show, um, you know, while you were there, but, you know, that was a year and a half ago since you really bothered to look for Grandpa. Like, what's up? Normando's down there, working his finger to the bone, flipping through the phone book of, throughout Mexico, looking for him day in, day out. You know, and people might wonder, am I committed to the search for Grandpa? Of course the answer is yes. I'm doing all the paperwork doing all the paperwork for, for, the, for the search and I'm up to my eyeballs in it, I really am, but I hope to be out of it, um, out of the weeds and, and ready to get back on on the tools, on the search with my shovel and my head torch um, later this year, so until then, please stay tuned next show note is <laughs> god i got lost looking at these show notes um our next one is you know I, you know I, you know i hate to introduce show notes but i'm going to make some mistakes in today's show because this is the special get high with et on 420 show you know just rolls off the tongue um there's going to be ups and downs in today's show hopefully more ups and downs but there uh will be some little missteps i think by your yours truly pretty high. Let's just check our heart rate. Hmm, not too bad, 76. Not too bad at all. Um, yeah, Moises the Liberator. <sighs> Moises the Liberator, <laughs> I don't know what that means. 
What was he liberating? I can't remember what he was liberating. You? No, I'm going to have to move on. I'm going to have to move on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, constructing the statue immediately. Oh, Mum just said thank you because I watered her bluebells. I thought I'd get more than a thank you, to be honest, because, I mean, she did say I also put the fish pie in the microwave, but... Um, I watered the plants, I watered the flowers after I smoked a bunch of weed, and it was, I do enjoy that any time I do it, which is almost never, but the last time I had to do it regularly, watering flowers in the evening, thoroughly enjoyable practice, really is, um, and you add some marijuana to that, some, sorry, some cannabis to that, then even more enjoyable really is a beautiful thing to do and it was something mum had asked me to do earlier today she said what if you're going to go out there and you know do a broadcast or listen to a broadcast or anything can you water the the the, the bluebells while you do it I said she said you know if you're just stood there doing nothing this you know she wasn't having a go at me don't worry you know um she was saying, if I was out there broadcasting or listening to a broadcast, passive things, two passive things, could I water the flowers while I did so? I said, yeah, I absolutely can and will. would be happy to do so, but let's just get one thing straight, Mum. My hands are not free when I'm listening to a broadie. I'm writing show notes. You know, you think, you think we do this just on a whim? This isn't a joke to us, Mum. I'm writing show notes, okay? I'm, I'm putting down timestamps. That being said, I will still water the blueberries. They're not blueberries, they're bluebells. Um, see, this is what happens. I just keep finishing a topic and then just forgetting why, forgetting why I was talking about that. It's a real struggle for me today. It really is. Um, constructing the statue immediately. This was, this was, of course, and I hate to just to spell out what you mentioned on your last show. You know, I'm not just here to regurgitate what you said. Like, oh, you said about constructing the statue immediately. Um, really, this should have a time marker on it because I thought that was particularly funny. And I, because I thought it was particularly funny, I wrote a show note about it. Um, but it was one of those instances where it's not something I have too much more to add other than to say, you know, I felt... When something really makes me laugh, I, I write it down. Um, problem is, by writing it down, my brain thinks I've got something to say about it, which I don't. But it was just top quality stuff. Um, as was Bob Given Talent. Five minutes in, I don't need to say any more. Uh, Dick Mollusks. Six minutes in, you know, I was just there. It was, you know, nine, 10 a.m. in the morning. I'd had my little wake and bake without knowing I was honouring 420. And then I just went and, and sat in the sun for a second and listened to Normancito. And it was just pure enjoyment. I mean, I was laughing out loud. And I thought, 
this is just so good. It's so good. I'm going to make a concerted effort to note down the funny parts of this because we've got to get cracking on it. And okay, sorry, I'm just skimming through my show notes now because I'd wondered what I'd written about this subject, and you know, so I didn't want to forget anything, but I can go straight into it because you mentioned agreeing with me that we can't share it with friends and family. Um, as I mentioned, you know, it's it would dilute it. I think it would just dilute it ever so slightly and ever so slightly each month it would ever so slightly dilute, I think. Um, but um, I thought you were actually going to say when you said you had like a compromise or a different idea, I thought you were going to say that, you know, maybe there were certain people that we would like, we'd have like a a list of people that we could share the show with if they didn't weren't connected to any other of our friends or anything something like that but obviously you mentioned passing on the word of sfg spreading the gospel in the hostels you go at because and it just sounded like such a good idea because i thought i know the kind of reception you're receiving i know how you are and how enigmatic you are and you know, I know that people are there thinking, fuck, this guy's, you know, so great, you know, so this and that. And I'm not trying to blow your trumpet here, you know, but I'm just being honest, like, and real. I know that happens. Um, you've got an energy about you which people go crazy for, you know. Um, you know, I've witnessed it and I've been part of it. So I know the deal. And that energy is only growing, you know, it's, it's only developed since we met. So um, I can just perfectly picture the scenario. You know, if you if you pass on, if you tell people, first of all, if you just pass on the recommendation, I think you pass on 100 recommendations. A couple might, like less, even if two out of 100 listen to the show, you know, we keep doing that. We only, we, like I said, like we've said before, we just need one listener. If we've got one listener, then then it's go time. We just, we need to, you know, if that listener's enjoying it, if he's listening to more than one show, he's going to be enjoying it. And the more they listen to it, the more they're going to get sucked into the story. And eventually, they're going to tell their friends about it. Like this weird-ass show where these two guys just broadcast to each other, day in, day out. And uh, they're searching for their grandpa. Like, it's it's a trip, man. I don't know how much they're smoking, but it's a pretty awesome show. You know, they're just, they're just raw, raw-dogging it. Um... <laughs> Sorry, I've really, I, I've lost my train of thought <laughs> completely again. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, I, this is a struggle. This is, I think now I'm getting a complex about it, and I just really am struggling to... I feel pressured to remember what I was talking about. Um, but no, okay. You That was if you recommend it to just people you meet fleetingly. And even if, you know, a couple of days, um, not, it's, you know, not you're making good connections even in a day, even in several hours. You can get a good feel for somebody if you 
share a meal with them or, you know, chat to them for a couple of hours in the morning before they leave the hostel, you know, um, you can get a good feel for somebody. And if you meet somebody that you have a, you know, you, 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 you make good, you create good energy with many people more than most, which is what we're talking about here. So, um, even if you were chatting to somebody and had a good chat for an hour you could, and they were moving on, you could be like, hey, you might like this podcast. It's my podcast. Um, I think there'd be more high success rate if you told them that it was your podcast and you were a podcaster. I mean, you could, you could, you could blow it up to them and say, you know, in an ironic way, you know, especially once I sort some of, like, A, sort our Instagram out, and B, let's say I make a nice, really, really fucking simple website for us. But basically, it will make us look far more legit. Like, you know, it's got a Spotify link on there. It's got better, you know, copy on our bio. It just looks more like a genuine search party. And if you say, hey, yeah, this is here's our Instagram, here's our website, the search, you know. And you could just, or we can just act as if this is, you know, the most dramatic search party of all time, you know, just, there's, there's no joke about it, you know, we're, we're searching for my grandpa, and we just don't know where he is, we've got no fucking idea, and we've been, I mean, four years, you know, yeah, yeah, we've been out on the road for four years looking for him, um, and we, yeah, we record it all, and talk about it all in the search party, um, on the podcast, you check it out, um, we're well funded, but we need more, we, we, we need, we, we need more funding, we do, um, but we try and see things from a humorous point of view, so check us out, check us out, you know, whenever, you know, if you've got a long bus journey coming up, oh yeah, I'm going to Mazatlan tomorrow, it's a, it's a 10 hour journey, oh, I mean, we've, you know, we're big, in fact, our main demographic is actually travellers, you know, people that have, we've met along the way, people that have joined the search party, um, because we've got to keep our ear to the ground here with him. We do. He's so quick to move on. Um, so, yeah, people love tuning in. You know, if you're on a 10-hour bus journey, what's an hour What's an hour listening to SFG? Um, big, big, big on the traveller circuit. And we've actually got stickers, if, if you'd like a sticker. Um, you know, wherever you go, um, we actually don't adhere to sticker etiquette. We really don't, you know, we we don't need a wall with 50 stickers on it to feel comfortable putting an SFG one on there. You know, we'll put these SFG stickers in the most, you know, um, um, obnoxious places. Um, you know, churches. <laughs> churches. Museums. We'll put these stickers anywhere. Um because that's the only way that we're going to find our grandfather. You know, it really is. Stickers is going to save us. Um, so please spread the word, because we're we're on our last legs here. We really are. We 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 we're, we're not losing hope, but we're we're running out of funds. We are. So if you can, if you can spare any change, then please, please, please pledge to the search. And that's, you know, that's, that's how it's going to happen. That's how it's going to happen. We're going to, I think, travellers, you know, we joked about being a, a school for learning English. Well, I say joked, I believe we could, I believe we could do whatever we want, whatever niche we want to, like, engineer, 
um, or demographic we want to go after. Um, if, if we decide to go after the Chinese, I think we could do it. I think we could do it. Um, if we decided to go after the deaf, deaf folk, I dare say we could do that too. I'm not even kidding. So if, but what I do think is that that could be a great way to go. I've, I really think it could be. A, what better advertisement do we have for the show than, than you just fucking walking around the streets of Mexico? Like, you're a walking fucking marketing plan. And I am too, but I'm just, I'm just not able to meet those kind of people right now. Um, so I really believe that that's a great way to get our name out in the market and get some people that, you know, travelers are typically somewhat, I know you've met a lot of incels and crazies on your trip so far, but on the whole, travelers share, I mean, this is hugely, uh, um, general, this is a huge generalization, but there's a pretty common kind of somewhat of a common vibe between travelers, you know, travelers are more outgoing and open-minded, of course, and you know, I think we we show many of the good traveler traits. So I think there's we, you know, if you've picked out a hundred people from the population of England right now, or a hundred in any age bracket or any profession, um, I don't think you'd get as good results as you did if you picked a hundred travelers and play them play them our show. Uh, I think it could be a really good area to target, and especially. I mean, one reason for that would be that travellers are travelling a lot. You know, you're in transit, on the bus, on the train, on the plane. You know, you've got so much free time on your hands that why not Why not get lost in a podcast about two guys searching for their grandfather in south and south of the southern border and even in Africa. Like, there's plans of, there's been a few sightings of somebody that looked, you know, this white guy. They've seen this white guy. And uh, we can only hope that that's our grandfather because, you know, we've got a lot of listeners in Africa. We really do. And uh, people have got their ear to the ground. What does that mean? That means a lot of false alarms, of course. But who are we to, to, to deem what's a false alarm or not? You know, we just have to go there. And there have been several sightings in South Africa. You know, so it's it's all content that, you know, it's a travel. It's a travel. Bro- it's a travel broadcast. You know, it wouldn't be a search party if it wouldn't be a search party if there was no travel. It's as simple as that. Um, so yeah, we think, or I think, um, SFG could could really make a name for itself in the kind of travel slash comedic genre. And. Our long-time listeners will be thinking, wow, I mean, this sounds like a perfect segue to eventually, once you have some success with the search party, like, once you find your grandpa, maybe you could release the sitcom, you know, the hostel sitcom. They could be pretty, like, that's a segue and a half right there. Um, and, yeah, that's something that is on our mind. We we thank all of our listeners that, you know, pay attention so much to, to see that line and that parallel. Um so yeah, I've been fiending for a broadie all day, as you said. 
seven minutes in, you said how, well, actually my show notes said, says fielding for a broadie, but it was fiending. It was fiending for a broadie. Um, I've been fiending for a broadie all day because I just found so much pleasure in your, of course, for our people that have just tuned in, when I say your, I mean Norman Siebel. Okay. Um, since I listened to Norman Sito's Brodie throughout the day, I listened to it in a number of ch- chunks when I'd quick take a break and sit in the sun, listen to Norman Sito. Um, I mean, as I as I said in my PSA, which was 21 minutes in, I said, this is just, you know, we're really on the same page right here and I've got a lot to say already, you know, I'm bursting at the seams. And then, of course, that's when you mentioned the stickers. And I thought, I mean, yeah, I was going to say stickers. You know, we, you, we're on the same page without knowing it. Um, so I've been thinking for a broadie all day. And uh, as is beyond typical for us, we got a lot to get into. And we will continue to get into that stuff um, right away. We really will. Um, but not before we we speak about Normando's gaydar. Normando's gaydar, you know. Um, beep, you know, the shock that that caused. I can only imagine how that must have stirred you because I am a bit, you know, I'm, I'm HSP. And why am I HSP? Because my gaydar's going off. It has been going off for decades. Do, 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 do. You know, you'd be HSP if you had my gaydar. You really would. It's, uh, you know, I've never met a straight guy. I've never met a straight guy. Yeah. Um, of course, that's patently false. But I just diagnose. Diagnose? Oh, my God. What kind of sicko am I saying that? <laughs> oh, wow. That was a weird thing to say. Diagnose somebody as gay. Um It's throwing me off my tracks. <laughs> um, I just think more people are gay than not, you know? If I meet 100 guys, we'll, we'll use the 100 people analogy again. If I meet 100 guys, I'm probably going to, th- you know, I speak, let's say I speak to all of them for 10 minutes. You know, we have generic conversations. I would probably estimate, if I estimate, I don't know, this is completely arbitrary. If I estimate six, I think the average guy would estimate maybe three or four, you know? I uh, I just got a bit of an overactive gaydar, and it really is a bit overactive. I don't think it's... I don't think everyone's gay. I really don't. Um, did I think Normancito was gay when I met him? No, I didn't. But it was good to reminisce on Normancito... En Lima. I think we we must have been broadcasting then because, yeah, I mean, I don't think there's ever been a time when we weren't broadcasting. Of course, it's become more frequent and it's become part of our lives. But I think in the beginning, I'm sure it was every several days, maybe, maybe. I I dare say we've all we've almost always been broadcasting and keeping weekly updates. I don't think it was ever like oh three weeks has gone by. Where are you now? I don't think that's happened. Um, so I do remember you being in Peru, of course. I, I, re- I remember receiving updates. What I'd give to have 
the tapes. Then this is the famous lost tapes. Um, you know, um, but it was good to be reminded of the story. Maybe I didn't have such intricate details of it previously, but yeah, it sounds like a similar kind of situation is going on at this hostel. You know, which is it's a beautiful thing. You know, you just vibe it, and you you just you're malleable and you're fluid and you're just able to um, feel a situation out and you know and it you know it feels right so you stick around and that's a beautiful thing um, you know will you end up working there seems like you're open to the idea but I know that you also thing is you might want to see some other places but as much as as important as new places are you're as much as you're in Mexico to see new places you're also there to find good relationships and have fun with local people and speak in Spanish and you know if you've got a, a great group of people there you know rather rather stay in one place with people that are you know nine out of ten than go to a new city and be with people that are seven out of ten how do you feel about that I mean you could debate either way for sure but, you know, if you're having such a great time with the people here, or maybe, you know, you'll have such a great time for another week and then two of them will leave and the kind of mood changes and you think, ah, eh, maybe now's the time to move on. You know, so you'll feel it out. You know, you'll feel it out. Will DB come back on the scene? It seems as though she won't. Will she really be mentioned in today's show? Nope, I think that might be it for DB. You know, the the frequency of the word DB, or the letters DB, going to plummet from here on in. Mark my words, listener. Um, But going back to the talk of SFG, I think the goal is, the goal is for, to get the sister stations together, on the search together, and and then we really can dedicate our time to the search. Dedicate our time. I mean, if we got our our attention on it every day, you know, maybe I could be still pulling in money from, or well, not still, but I haven't started yet. But if I were to be pulling money in from HS, you know, HS Interiors, then... And I could, you know, build websites as well. So I've got, even if it's not like constant flooding of work, like if I can bring in some money remotely, which I couldn't used to be able to do, but now hopefully I'm able to do that. Um, I had no means of earning money from a computer in the past. You know, unless I was doing like those questionnaires where you get paid to do surveys like or te- I guess I could maybe learn to teach English but I was completely reliant on doing something for my time whilst there you know physically probably if that makes sense does it make sense yeah I think so well being being yeah physically somewhere whereas hopefully now I can work on HS interiors and keep trying to sell toolkits i i made my first sale today on the homeschool website which isn't launched yet 
but I've been working on the site and I changed the price. I, you know, I, lo I, I connected it with PayPal and now we can accept payments on the site. And I changed the price for the bathroom toolkit from £99 to £1 and made sure the sale worked okay and got the confirmation email and the download link. And um, and oh, where are we? Oh yeah, um, but the, the and the sale was completely seamless and quick, and I received the payment in the homeschool um, account. You know, like it was all seamless. Um, of course, that was me making. You know, I was the customer, so it doesn't count. But the fact that things are in place now um, you know the document isn't completely finished but things are in place I've built a storefront and I can make money from it somebody can click on that and I can earn money from that um, you know who knows if it will be successful or not maybe it's going to turn out to be a waste of time but I think that with the way that the website looks um, you know it's connected to Lauren who's got a good following and a good name for herself you know this isn't somebody that's like you know, there's some social proof there. And if you go on the website, it looks really sleek and pro and packaged in a way that there isn't out there on the market that I've seen. There isn't a product like this on the market. And I say product with, you know, product is a real word here because the toolkit is the, you know, is the product, but, you know, I'm packaging, I'm packaging it in a very beautiful way that I think in itself will make sales. So I just hope we can make the product live up to the way that I'm presenting it, if that makes sense. It's a big concern and I hope that's why, you know, this whole time I'm still waiting for Lauren to do the notes and I've given her a deadline of this weekend and she's really struggling with growing the babies and hundreds of, well, scores of projects on the go, like I'm, I'm fighting a losing battle for her attention, but I said, I can't keep waiting. I've got to release this thing on Friday. And uh, and I do mean it. I do mean it. And if that means releasing it without telling anybody, but I've got to release it for my, even A, for my sanity, because it's been going on so long, but B, because my boss, my boss at the uh, New Enterprise Allowance, I'm having my six-week review with her on Monday, and the last time I spoke to her, I said, oh, for sure, we're going to be live in like two or three weeks. So she said, well, makes time. She nearly, she nearly kicked me off the scheme. But luckily, I used my charm, and I won her over. And she was giggling like a schoolgirl at the end of the call. But she said, I mean, she was going to kick me off the scheme, but I talked her around and said, no, I mean, this is, this is, we're just in the Telegraph, we're in the newspaper, this and this and this. I mean, I'm working on it every day, but I just hit a bit of a wall with my sister being slow. So uh, she bought it, and for good reason, but she said, you know, I need to have this thing, I need to be in business by the time I speak to her next time, so that's Monday. So, um, you know, as long as that website's live, that's how I see it, you know. If it's not, you know, if it's if it's live, I can send her the website, and she'd be like, okay, yep, you're in business. That's, that's a live website right there. I just bought the toolkit. Um, thanks for the 10% off, you know. Um so, Lauren basically needs to pull her finger out. Nothing more important, you know, forget the spud links. There's nothing more important than 
getting the homeschool toolkits live. She understands that. Um, we, we, we opened the show with Moises. Moises. Oh, the liberator was, that was pertaining to him liberating the Jews. Right? Fantastic stuff. Um, all he needs to do now is liberate himself from the wardrobe, you know. The closet, sorry. He's in the closet. He's a homophobic gay guy. <laughs> Moises, the homophobic gay guy. Add that character to the show. Welcome. Um, of course you're going to meet a homophobic gay guy while you're in Mexico. Of course. I mean, why wouldn't you? It's a fucking weird thing to be. Why wouldn't you meet him? Um, clearly what, what uh, E.T. the psych says would be that he's, of course, a homosexual man. You know, your radar doesn't... When it goes off, it means it, you know? Your radar's so attuned that it really knows when somebody's gay. Like, it's like, I'm not a very good gay dar, but that guy is 1,000% gay, so get ready for the alarm. Dude! You're like, holy shit, this guy's definitely gay if my gay dar's going off. Um, you know, my gay dar would have gone off with him probably before I even entered city limits. Um... And it's just interesting that this patently gay guy is also the most homophobic, homophobic gay guy, in the, gay guy in the room. I mean, only gay guys say, "What was it? Pee pee, pee pee." Um, you wouldn't hear me saying that. You really wouldn't. So, um, but Normancito is—he's a good guy, right? You like the guy. He's just—it's just funny because he's pretends to be against gays when he clearly is one um which isn't the worst thing in the world to be it's just it's just an issue that he needs to get over and i dare say that you'll be the guy to, to teach him that you know um it's been a great guys we, we'd like to you know spend our next little segment talking about mikey you know and his him potentially being the third member and the chair of the Searching for Grandpa committee. And, and we hate to say, you know, on the shortlist for the third member, but, you know, we didn't pick the phrase. We just didn't pick the phrase. Um, you know, I've only spent, was it 24 hours? Four, 36 hours with Mike? I think it was 24 hours, you know. I remember getting to his at like midday-ish. Did we leave the next morning? So maybe not even 24 hours? Or have I missed a night? I'm not sure. Um, I feel like it was cut short with Mike. He wasn't, yeah, he wasn't able to come to the second night, was he? Is that correct? Something like that. Um, that's right, yeah. But, you know, we speak about being judges of characters. Mike, Mike was uh, ringing all the right alarm bells. He was like, oh, this guy is a, this guy is a great guy, you know? I can see why he's Normancito's best mate. You know, this makes sense. You know, and seeing you two f fire up the dance floor on f in Fire Island before I went and um, got a blowjob from a virgin, um, it was just an incredible scene. I mean, I felt like I was in, a, in an American Pie movie. I did. I felt like, wow, I've really made it. I'm here in American Pie, watching it live. Um, 
that's the best way I can describe it. That is exactly how I felt. I was like, I'm just this, I'm just this British lad from Plymouth here live in an American Pie movie. What the fuck? And much to much in maybe this is meta. Maybe this is meta. Please let us know. And just like the movie, I met a girl. Took her to the beach. We were on the beach. I took her down onto the beach. And uh, she told me she was a virgin, I think. And then... And then sucked me off. And then I was getting a call from Normando. We're leaving, we're leaving, we're leaving. I said, you've got to be kidding me. It's fucking 11pm. I'm just getting started. And... There was no jest, you know, me and, me and, me and the little girl, I mean, little, uh, short, she was short, young, but not too young, let me make that very clear, she was not too young, big distinction there, um, I said, listen, listen, love, come on, <laughs> we gotta go, <laughs> come on, get on my back, <laughs> and we ran back to the ferry, and, and the ferry was leaving the dock, I think, you know, we, we know our way around a marina and the ferry was leaving the dock. And so I just jumped onto the boat and I waved the girl goodbye to her. And I thought, wow, she is, that's probably not going to be a, and, you know, going back to your uh, instance, reminiscing about a, a previous sexual encounter, this is something that I look back on, I think. I realised at the time that I thought, I thought, oh, this is probably not going to be a great memory for this girl. You know, she just met this guy in a, in the club at about 10 p.m. The night was getting started. They were dancing. They went outside to kiss. They ended up on the beach. Um, she ended up giving him a blowjob. Five minutes later, he's running away and jumping on a ferry and leaving. <laughs> no. Um you know, how does she look back on that memory? She, she might think, oh, that guy was really cute and charming and uh, lovely guy. I enjoyed speaking to him for 10 minutes. And then he was gone. We will probably never know. But if you're listening to this, love, um, what was your name again? Oh, yeah, I, don't, I never did know. I never did know. But um, all the best. I mean, I hope you're well. And at this point, I'm thinking, I'm starting to sound like an asshole, so I'm just going to continue. I'm going to continue. Um, we did love the idea of our sister station wearing his beef broadcaster Red Sox hat. And also his, I think it was a Denver hat he was wearing for his dancing, his flip-flop dancing. I mean, that's, that's what I'm picturing. You know, I've, I've seen it live. Not as much, not nearly as much as I would have liked to have seen our sister station dancing and cutting up a rug, but him flowing, throwing his flip flops around. Um, we know what kind of a, I mean, flowing is flowing, f- throwing his flip. And this is a real struggle for me, throwing his flip flops around, dancing, singing reggaeton. Is it any wonder that the uh, the local marinas, um, you know, are showing a keen interest in Normancito? It's not it's not surprising at all. It really isn't. Next question, please. Um, 
And, you know, we said we would mention DB again, but here we are. Here we are. Um, I mean, she's just a buy. Oh, no, we are going to mention her twice here. Uh, first of all, the, well, she, she you know, she's a, a player in the, the breaking of the 15-day rule. And I think you, 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 you're able to uh, judge the situation pretty well because, you know, he said 15 days, but I was thinking, does it really matter? I mean, it's a skin, it's a skin issue, right? He's just, he damaged your skin and he just wants your skin to kind of heal. It's not like, oh, 15 days and it's going to undo itself and they're going to come back. Or, you know, 15 days, you know, if you do it within 15, you're going to ejaculate them into somebody else. It was like, eh, just let your skin kind of cool down a bit. So, and the fact that he didn't say anything until you prompted him to do so makes me think, eh, A, he's either a terrible practitioner, and that was crucial information that he nearly forgot to tell you, or B, he was just trying to play it safe, and he's like, ah, 15 days, you know? So, so um, we think you're going to be fine. We really do. Um running into said marina on the beach post-broadcast. I mean, whew, can you imagine if she was just on the palm tree behind you, like just before she got hit on the head with a coconut, She, or just after? Um, I guess it doesn't matter because she's going to remember it when she runs into you. Oh, no, maybe that's what happened. She was under the palm tree behind you listening to the whole show. She heard the whole show, and she was like, just before you got up to, to leave, you know, you mentioned live on air that you were going to leave, just as you were getting up, she got up and then a coconut fell on her head and just wiped her memory. But then she still stumbled into you, you know, dazed. She stumbled into you, you know, dragging her heavy legs across the sand. And she's just forgotten everything. She's forgotten the broadcast she just listened to because the coconut just wiped her memory. You know, that's probably what happened. Um, so thank God for the coconut. Shout out to DB. If you're still listening, it's time to time to tune out, love. Come on. It really is. Um, but do share it with a friend. Please do. Um, you made a great point. You made a great point about the, the salesman in south, well, south of the southern border, you know. Of course, there's examples of, of people, gentlemen selling avocados, coconuts, um, uh, bollies, you know, all these things would be sold in England too if if, if we had such foodstuffs, you know. Um, we have little to no, f you know, fruit sellers like that these days that I can imagine, at least uh, mobile ones. You know, you might have some farmer's market with a cart or, you know, you know, fishmongers, but you don't really see people going through the streets with a bell these days, believe it or not. Um, and it's one thing with avocados, it's one thing with bananas, but beds, you know, it's, it's a beautiful thing. It really is. What a fantastic thing, you know, like, of course you could argue, no, it'd be more fantastic if he had a, you know, a shop, a storefront and he could, you know, save his energy for, for this or that. Um, well, hold on. No, cause I guess this is this is part of the machine that there is somebody that has that and has the workshop and builds the beds. And this is the, his way of marketing. Would you say that's right? Or, or do you think the guy selling the beds made the beds and then he's selling them too? 
let us know. That's very interesting. Well, maybe it's not interesting. Maybe it's a really obvious question that I'm posing. But is the carpenter also selling beds? Is he doing the sales, or is it a, you know a big warehouse or you know big workshop? They bunch of them making beds. You know what's the, what's the pyramid look like? What's the pyramid look like? Please let us know. Anyone listening, love to have love to hear your thoughts. Just let us know what you anticipate. Or maybe you have first-hand experience of of this situation exactly. We'd love to know. We're ignorant. We, we admit we're ignorant of the fact. We don't know the hierarchy here. But it's time, alas, for us to uh, just, just take a quick break and tune into one of our sponsors. It's just going to be their jingle. You know, they, they're a sponsor that doesn't like to be too um, blatant with their advertising. They're just, they're just all about the jingle. So please just sit back and enjoy the jingle and, and stay tuned because we will be back. We will. And a very warm welcome back to all of our listeners all around the world. Once again, this is part three of ET in the evening, smoking weed on 420. So glad that you're able to make it here with us. You really could be anywhere else in the world, but you're here with us, with me, and it's ten past eight on Tuesday, 420, 2021, of course. Just a few more show notes to get into before we wrap it up here. It's been another long one, another long, hard one here. And uh, just a few more things we want to get into before we bid our listeners adieu for the night. No less than David Attenborough. Once again, our, our, our regular listeners, our long-time listeners will remember the latest David Attenborough series on BBC One and how yours truly enjoyed it, watching with Mum and RJ in pure amazement, in pure awe. Pure awe. And I commented on how RJ just wouldn't really, never really piped up. I, would, I found it almost impossible not to gasp Oh my God, oh wow, that is beautiful. You know, it was just breathtaking. It really was. And, and for RJ to say all but nothing, I, fa- I found it really telling. See, I did it again. I found it. <laughs> I found it really telling. Um, I just thought, this is a guy that just... And I've enjoyed not speaking, talking trash about RJ for several weeks, really. It's not really been part of my broadcasts and uh, he has been on you know kind of better behavior he's not really he hasn't wound me up too much probably the odd occasion but it's been it's been nice not to get wound up with certain behavior Um, but this is just one comment that you know reminded me of the time when I thought I mean maybe I'm being too harsh but this this does this isn't the only signifier that he's struggles to appreciate some of the more beautiful things in life you know doesn't like going for a walk for example that is a red flag to me but um i remember discussing the uh the series with you normancito um unbeknownst to me that you hadn't maybe seen too much of bbc's planet earth planet you know um you know the whole bbc collections with David Attenborough, and it's something I actually feel very strongly about. I'm I can't remember quite how 
easy it was to access in the US. Um, I can't remember if you wanted to watch it in the US, what you had to do to watch it. Did you need, like, what provider would stream BBC stuff? I can't remember. I, I think I used to just download it when I was in the US, but the quality of the the cinematography and the camera work and the cameras, like, I don't think, in my opinion, maybe I'm completely biased and completely wrong, but I don't think there's any other, there's nobody that does it like David Attenborough in the BBC. The way they tell stories with the camera work and the, they must have the best cameras in the world at their disposal um, and be able to invest a lot of money in these huge shows. So I'm not sure if anyone compete can really compete budget-wise, you know, um, which is the reason it's so good. Because um, when I watch it, I just think everybody should see this. Like, if you don't see this, you're missing out on... There's no other way to see this kind of beauty, even if you're... If, if, of course, if you're there, like, but you're not seeing this close-up footage or you're not seeing it in this kind of cohesive way. It's just really on another level so if there's anything that you've missed and I could think a few th better things to do than introduce or not introduce but show you some of these episodes you've missed you know it's a lazy Sunday afternoon in in England it's raining outside you know it's the summer but it's well, we're glad it's raining today it's dark we're tired and we're just chilling here Ralphito's just being all silky on the floor snoring watching David Attenborough, you know? Beautiful, it really is. Another question, is Thai girl a dollar? And it's not a question that you pose, but it's something I think I should make clear. Because, and you know, you hear those words, you think, oh shit, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna slap my wrist because I was, you know, insinuating that Thai girl was a dollar. And you'd be wrong, because I'm here to say that Thai girl, by all accounts, I mean, really, across any measure, I can confirm it. She's she's a dollar. She's a dollar. I mean, <laughs> she, uh, you know, she asked some pretty basic. She's a nice girl. This is what I've always said. She's a nice girl, but I mean, I think we've got. Well, we I know we've got pretty high standards, but you know, who who gets away from being a dollar, and can you? have any kind of relationship with any kind of dullard and if you can then are you not a dullard too we know that's not the case we know there's a spectrum um heavily influenced by you know thai girl's appearance um you know she's i've imagined her speaking because she has quite a strong plimovian accent um you know she she does have quite a local accent here and i was literally staring at her speaking the other day thinking if you had like a really posh voice or like a if you had a foreign accent I'd find you even far more far hotter you know it would it would be a sorry not the posh accent that wouldn't really make her hotter per se but I don't know I just think I would say that she she gets docked just a couple of little mini points just for her accent and that's kind of fucked up but you know this is an honest show that's just how I feel I've used my mind to think, what would I, you know, would she be more attractive if she had a bit more of an exotic voice? And the answer was, yeah. You know, there are, I'm sure there's many, many a guy in Plymouth that would 
pose the same question to themselves and they'd be oh no I don't want a foreign accent like she sounds like my kin uh, she sounds relatable she sounds like home to me that's the marina for me whereas for me I'm looking for something further afield and if if her what better signifier of somebody's you know origins than than an accent so maybe the accent's just falling my brain oh this is somebody you're looking for but no Thai girl is uh, she's not the sharpest tool in the box you know maybe she's a bit VB I'm not sure Um, I'm not sure Thai girl is uh, she's She's definitely a dullard. I mean, she's definitely a dullard. Is she a dullard I'd spend more time with? Yeah. Still nice to hang out with a female. She's still a nice girl. Um, so you can be a dullard and st- I can still want to hang out with dullards. That's the thing. But I'm, of course, we wouldn't be talking about anything long term. You know, I think Dave asked me a question just earlier, like, how's how's it going? How's it panicked? Like, something that was like, Dave... I'm still seeing her, you know, but like, it ain't going anywhere. I can guarantee that. You know, we've maybe we've, we've talking about this too much on the show recently. Um, we understand the situation, but um, by all intents and purposes, you would you would call her a dullard. You know, not to say she can't be fun. Not to say she can't be funny. Eh, maybe it is, um, but a dullard nonetheless. Just wanted to clarify that. Okay, and we're going to move on to our final show note, which is, there I am introducing them again, poor broadcasting, you know, drop, drop Thai girl some points for the, for the accent and drop a couple of points off me for my constant mentioning of the show notes, but we would be honoured if you would tell these beautiful Mexican girls that you have a camper van in England, we'd be absolutely honoured for the mobile spud palace to be associated directly with you um no i've had no reason to believe that plan has changed for me to go and pick up the van this weekend i did check out the insurance quickly yesterday and i think it might be about 250 pounds for me for the year so it's like yeah like 20 20 pounds a month you know so um be great value be great value um just incredibly excited about it like in fact, I'm, I'm actually tempering my excitement because I would hate for the rug book to be pulled from underneath me. This is counting the chickens again. We've not talked about counting chickens for a while. Those chickens are on the back of the truck and I'm not counting them. I refuse to count them. I really do until I can see the truck. Once I see the truck, I'll say, okay, let me let me just have a quick look. Let me see how many chickens we seem to have here. You know, um, not willing to count them yet, but if all goes to plan, I'll be very excited to uh, count those chickens on Sunday. Then I will be, I will be, a real, I'll really, holy shit, I'll really be able to um, start to envisage the possibilities with the truck. We're imagining them now a little bit, but um, I'm not planning routes just yet, you know? Um, so that's it, that's our show. Another... Um, must, what, is this 120? I can't remember what my first segment was. It might have even be 20 minutes. I think this might be the longest show. While we talk of, speaking of show names, let us just uh, rewind 
to the fact that I, without intention, named my show the same the shape the same as you named yours the show before. Um, Learn English with SFG. I thought mine was. I remember that yours was something similar, and I was. I thought you could have used that, but I didn't have the wherewithal to check. And you know, after a long broadcast, it, it does take it out of you. And writing the name of a show and the show bio after spilling your soul to the airwaves for an hour and a half, it's uh, it's uh, sometimes it can be taxing, you know. So I think you can understand my the mistake. You know, I think I was walking Ralph at the same time. Um, understand how that mistake may have occurred, but I thought it was kind of funny. I think well, I think I was just missing an exclamation mark. Um, but we know what the show name of today's is going to be called, and we're going to be typing that one up straight away. So please, please do, guys. Stay tuned. So much more to come tomorrow from Norvancito. <laughs>